You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, AP, I've got to wish you a very happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, This was a major milestone birthday for me. So it was really awesome and it was really special. We spent my birthday weekend in Kansas City, Missouri and had a blast. Well, you said it was a special birthday. Are you going to tell the listeners what number it is or are you going to keep that secret? Well, they're going to have to guess. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could ask me in person and I'll probably just tell you. Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations on making it this far in life and uh, still kicking it and having fun. That's right. You know what? The secret is biking keeps you young oh perfect well then i should be uh last a long time yeah well you know well hopefully somebody made you a cake or cupcakes or something birthday ish we just had a celebration here at the office and we had um cake and we had little scotcheroos and everything and then my mom sent me a and my aunt francis sent me a gift basket full of delightful charcuterie meats and cheeses from Graciano's. So I've had, I've had some very delightful celebrations Um, and then a couple beverages to go with um, along the way. So (laughs) I think it was a full and well-spent birthday. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And in fact, since uh, you know, I have to be a little bit extra, I'm celebrating my whole month. So I'll be doing all sorts of birthday activities. And if anyone actually cares, you can ask me about it next time you see me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so don't worry. This birthday is not going uncelebrated. <laughs> well, and we uh, will be together, at least you and I will be together for the Great Iowa Fall Ride, which is coming up uh, September 16th. So I guess if yeah. any listeners are out there and they'll also be attending, are they required to bring you gifts or can they just wish you a happy birthday? Uh, their presence is the best gift, the best <laughs> presents that I could receive. So All yeah. right. Awesome. Yeah. I would accept team stickers, though. That's my favorite. Oh, so, team stickers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. Yep. And we will be identifiable on the fall ride. So you come up, you say hi. I would love to see you in person, you dear listener. Yes. I think we're going to try really hard to wear uh, Just Go Bike um, clothing. So we'll be very identifiable. How do you say that? Identifiable. We will be very (laughs) identifiable. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So what else is going on? Well, so we just had a big meeting of the minds for the Ventures Endurance Cycling Division, which includes about 11 people oh, who wow. work on RAGBRAI, Ride the Rockies, Baton Kill, Fall Ride, um, all the full-timers that make these rides happen. Mm-hmm. And some of them live in Colorado and some of them live here in Iowa. So it was just really nice to get all together and just really make a plan for the next year, the yeah. year to come. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's so much to cover. I mean, I know, you know, Ragbri only happens seven days out of the entire year, but oh man, the amount of planning. So, what kind of things go on in such a meeting? Well, we, I mean, first of all, it took several days. So, this is the, this is the final day today, which doesn't really matter because you'll be listening at any time. But, um, we, talk about the marketing calendar. We talk about what went, poorly what went really well on the rides how to adjust that how to tweak it for next year um you know just sort of taking the moment to really reflect on how the rides went both for us as staff and for the riders and thirdly for the communities yeah so just to kind of 
you know, really put some thought into the planning of the next year's ride. Um, so we're not just winging it. We're not just like shooting from the hip. Mm-hmm. We really want to be thoughtful about making sure that the riders have the best experience they can and the towns do as well. So do you think this is a good time that you can secretly announce the route for next year? <laughs> yeah. FIP told us that it's going to be from what? Omaha to <laughs> <laughs> Moline. <laughs> No, I have no idea. I don't know if Matt knows either, to be fair. I know that they have been working on the ride, the route for both Ride the Rockies and Ragbride, but I don't think that they have landed on anything because, you know, we do actually ask the towns if they'd be willing to participate. Sure, sure. I think he he knows where he would like it to be and Sabre knows where she would like it to be, but... We got to get some, uh, got to lock it in. Right. Lock in your votes like they used to say in America's Funniest Home Videos. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was really great. Um, uh, on a personal note, I apologize if I'm a little sniffly or if I'm coughing because that wildfire smoke is back in Des Moines. Oh. Um, the air quality is so bad. And we're not even really supposed to be outside for very long. But, like, you know, it's the weather is beautiful. So that's really hard to do. <laughs> Yeah, and so, I'm just a few hours away from you, and we have not experienced bad air quality, at least yet. Yeah. So I'm going to cross my fingers on that, and I'm heading to Ohio for the weekend, so hopefully the air is clear there. Yeah. Well, what's going on in Ohio? I'm heading to Cleveland to do the Bike to Cure event. It's a oh. fundraising event, raising money towards fighting cancer. Um, the nonprofit putting it on is called Velo Velo Sano, I think it's mm. Velo Sano, which stands for Swift Cure. So I'm looking forward oh. to it. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think um, I hope that their name comes true and they yeah. raise a lot of money for cancer. That's such an awesome event to be involved with. So yeah. I can't wait to hear how that goes for you. Um, this weekend, I am not working. I am going to a Chicago Cubs game with my brother and sister-in-law Ooh. and my boyfriend. So yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna have a good time out in Chicago. I love going to Wrigley Field and seeing the you know the sights of Chicago. So that's what that's my next birthday celebration on the list. I told you I wasn't gonna go into it too much more, but here we are. So <laughs> well, should anyway, we, should we talk about today's podcast? <laughs> yeah, let's get to business. Okay, so on the podcast today is Julia Rose to talk about. A ride that's really full of fun, but also great history about uh, things that have happened in Iowa, actually in the United States. So Mm. it's a ride coming up September 15th through the 17th. So if you're listening to this before the 15th and the 17th in 2023, um, it's coming right up. And it's called the Iowa Underground Railroad Ride. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's and how long of a ride is it? It's just under 70 miles per day. So it's kind of an out and back. So one day you go out, I think it's actually 67 miles. Uh, it's a camping event. They carry your gear for you and then they come back. So, um, and I already told, or we've already, you and I have already talked about some of the places they'll go. So do you want to share that? Yeah. And it's such a heartbreaker that it's the same weekend as the fall ride. Or I, I would know. totally be doing this ride. Because, totally. Ah, I've been... Uh, not involved with the planning of it in any way, but I have known about the planning of it and, mm-hmm. uh, it just is so cool. Um, I don't know if you know, listener that the underground railroad did exist in Iowa. Um, they had quite a bit of activity that took place in Fremont and Mills counties of Iowa, where fugitive slaves would travel from Western Missouri up to the Northern free States. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Southeastern Iowa also had a lot of 
uh, fugitive slaves from the northeastern Missouri side um, and kind of just making their way to the Mississippi River and up to Illinois. Yeah, and, um, and we have to remember at this point in history that there were no trains, there were no cars. So yeah. people were either on foot or maybe like a horse-drawn carriage or like a hidden in a wagon behind an oxen. So it's just a yeah. such a different um, thought process to think back that this was happening. Well, and a lot of, I think about how a lot of times they'd be traveling at night so they wouldn't be seen. And it's just pitch black. Mm-hmm. And how could you actually traverse the terrain safely in that kind of an environment? It's just mind-blowing. But I said I was going to talk about a couple of the locations, and I didn't. So oh. um, there are five Underground Railroad stops in Iowa that have been preserved. Um, and I'm not going to go through all of them. I encourage you to look them up. But the John Todd House in Tabor, we have visited on the pre-ride before. Mm. Um, so it was really meaningful to stop there. And it was really just interesting and to learn about this really crazy piece of history that has existed in our state. I mean, the people who, I mean, obviously for the slaves, it was a life-changing and terrifying and probably thrilling journey. But as someone who owns a house where the slaves would stop, that's also something that could get you killed or ostracized at best if people find out that you're, you know, harboring fellow human beings. So it's just really insane. And they have this house in Tabor has a little cellar and it is truly a little cellar just hidden under the kitchen floor. And it's just, it's so scary to think about what people had to go through back in those days. Yeah. And um, Julia is going to provide us with a little bit more history about the Underground Railroad. Um, But like you said, one of the stops on this ride is touring the Todd House in Tabor. And then the other place is um, touring the grounds of the Hitchcock House in Lewis. And I don't recall Mm. if we've been through Lewis on Ragbride. Doesn't sound familiar. No, I don't know if we've been there or not, but I definitely haven't toured the home, although I would love to. And it's just so interesting and it's so important to remember that this happened here. I mean, within a couple of different lifetimes. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that long ago, technically. So yeah. it's just intriguing. And I will, well, s- we, we talked about it uh, in the interview, but just to be clear, the website to find out more information is called IowaUndergroundRailroadRide.com. And even if registration is closed, even if you're listening to this in a different year, which we should say thank you for tuning in years after we yeah. recorded it. Yeah. But um, the website still has really good information about the history and about Iowa and about the people. So it's a pretty cool site. Yeah. So let's get to it. I can't wait to hear more about the ride and about the Underground Railroad history and just hear a little bit more from Julia. All right. Here we go. A warm welcome to Julia. How are you doing, Julia? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Good. So uh, obviously everyone knows this is a podcast about cycling, about biking adventures. And this is an interesting topic that we're going to cover today. It's basically um, talking about the Underground Railroad, you know, specifically in the Midwest and in Iowa, but there is a cycling link. So I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about all of it. Like to kick it off, Julia, tell us like what was or what is the Underground Railroad? What does that mean to you? The Underground Railroad was an informal network of helping folks who are enslaved in the South escape 
into the north, um, up through into Canada for uh, being free. And so that was kind of, it's very informal, but there's all these networks in Iowa, Nebraska, that's probably as far west as as the Underground Railroad was. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's Underground Railroad. And I would assume, I mean, I've, I've read a little bit about the Underground Railroad and um, the fact that there's actually still remnants or uh, ways to kind of see is amazing because if you think about the concept of trying to hide human beings, trying to get them, you know, away from a terrible situation, there's probably not a lot of like journaling or tracking or photographs or any of that that exists. Yeah, most of the stuff that exists are from the white folks who are able to help get folks away. But a lot of that didn't get detailed till even after the Civil War, just because of the criminal because it was criminalized to help folks escape to freedom. And so that's um, why the Underground Railroad was necessary, even in some states that were considered free, uh, Mm. because there were, it was criminalized to assist people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, can you go a little bit more in depth into what role Iowans had or have? Yeah, there is a huge goal of helping uh, not allow more states to enter into uh, the states that were allowing slavery. And so a lot of folks were coming from the East Coast to establish homesteads here and to build and increase the vision of having more inclusivity and more freedom in the U.S. as we were expanding westward. And Iowa was, um, they had slavery in the state prior to it becoming a state Mm -hmm. and had to make that decision of if it was going to be a free state when they were joining the union. And so they had it be a free state, but since we had slavery on our land, uh, there was still a lot of conflict in how people felt about it uh, allowing for slavery or not allowing for slavery. So a lot of a lot of tension within the state itself during that time. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, as just general, when you think of the law, there is the law on the books, but then there's mm-hmm. also the law that people actually you know, abide by. So that Mm -hmm. was probably a big deal at that time, too. Yes. Yes. And even if a lot of folks were pro-abolishing slavery, and not a lot of them were putting that into action, and so there's still a lot of fear. And whenever you're criminalizing assistance, that can really create a barrier to people being engaged and doing, you know, what we all know now, the right thing. Right, right. And so... When you look at Iowa specifically, um, I already know the answer to this because you Mm -hmm. created a bike ride around it, but do homes or towns still exist that have underground railroad either history or remnants or things that people can go view? Yes, there's a bunch of different landmarks. The two that we're covering on the ride are from Tabor and Lewis, Iowa in the southwest but there's the Jordan House in West Des Moines. There's a lot of history in the Grinnell area. And there's even a former home in the Iowa City where, area where uh, John Brown had stopped on one of his treks across helping some enslaved folks towards freedom. And then it kind of throughout the south area uh, of Iowa, there's a lot of different historical places and a lot of rich history because people would come up through different parts of Missouri mm-hmm. and head on their way toward Canada. So you're aware mm-hmm. of the Underground Railroad in Iowa, and you have spoken about some of the different places. So at what point did you 
gather with friends or gather with colleagues and say, we should have a bike ride to really showcase these places? The So there's been a lot of history being uh, replenished within Iowa over the last, I think it was around 2011 time frame where there's money going into restoring a lot of these historical sites. And the Iowa starting line had released over the last year, a map that showed all the different routes. And as someone who's rode Ragbri before, I'm like, that looks like a Ragbri map. And so <laughs> I thought, how could we not cycle this? And um, and so that's how it kind of the idea started. I talked to a few friends and they're like, yeah, if you plan it, I will help you. And then I was able to get in contact with Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Mm-hmm. And he got me in touch with uh, Dana Chandler from Black Girls Do Bike, Des Moines chapter. And we were able to bring in some friends who are avid cyclists or have a lot of creative skills that were helpful in planning this event. And is the Dana you mentioned the same Dana that's in the Ragbri Shift documentary? It, yes, it is. Aha. Yes. So you're going to have a Dana. celebrity amongst you this year. Yes, I do. Yep. <laughs> Dana Chandler is our celebrity guest. Yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> How many times have you done this bike ride or is this the inaugural year? This is the inaugural year. And have you had the chance to bike it yourself? We did a planning ride at the end of the last year, and we biked from Tabor to Lewis. And we were doing a diff- bunch of different routes to check which would be the safest and talking with local law enforcement. And so we tried a couple other ways and settled on this route. So, yes. And obviously you are looking for uh, like-minded or should I say bike-minded other cyclists to join you this year. So do you want to give us like some specifics on the event, when it is? Um, You briefly mentioned where the ride goes, but give us the scoop. Yeah, the ride is September 15th through September 17th, so just in a few weeks. And we really were intentional about giving people time and space to learn about the history. Mm -hmm. And so on Friday, folks will come out. They'll be able to tour uh, Tabor, Iowa. They have the Todd House there. A lot of rich history and really passionate people in that town who are wanting to share their history. And so that'll be Friday evening, building community and camaraderie. Saturday morning, we will leave for Lewis and Cold Springs areas where we're camping. And we'll go by way of Imogene, Essex, through Red Oak, and up to Cold Springs, where we'll do our camping, and then go into Lewis, where we'll experience the history that they have in that town. And then Sunday, we will ride the same route back. And it's uh, one way is about 67 miles. Hmm. And I'm assuming this is a supported ride? It is. We will have SAG, and we'll have uh, folks in different towns who are really gracious enough to share their history and their resources. So Essex is going to have a stop at their school there with drinks and just some respite. And then Red Oak has some cemetery areas with historical links to the Underground Railroad, Mm. some abolitionists there. So they will have some uh, food there and then we'll go on to Lewis. Uh, I've been in that area probably, well, probably on Ragbri and then also just doing uh, different rides. But what sort of bike would you suggest for this? I mean, is it trails, limestone, cement? What kind of terrain are people going to be looking at? Yeah, it's mostly country road. And then we're also going up uh, Highway 48, which has a really nice wide shoulder. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I've ridden it on my road bike. I know some folks who did it on a gravel bike. So I think anything that folks feel most comfortable riding should probably be a good fit. Um, but if you have a road bike, that will be more than enough to, mm. to make the trek. Okay. And who would you describe, like, who can participate in this ride? Um, because it's a multi-day event. Um, mm-hmm. There will be camping. I'm guessing that I'm guessing there are hotel options if needed. But who are you looking for as far as participants? We're looking for people who are passionate about cycling and learning about history and learning about Iowa history specifically, but how it attaches to the broader national history. Mm -hmm. And so really, we're looking for anyone. We have SAG support because we want to invite anyone, no matter their ability, to at least try it out or try different legs of it. And um, and then the camping, there is some camping in a nearby town, but or some hotels in a nearby town, but that is probably harder to get to. You'd need some transportation to get there in Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So the camping is the, the main option. Uh, but we're hoping for that to be a time of building more community and camaraderie. We have some yoga that will happen Saturday evening, as well as some conversation circles and some singing circles. So it'll be a time of celebration and reflection and community. Awesome. And, you know, obviously this is a multi-day bicycle ride, um, but you're focusing on the aspect and the history of the Underground Railroad. So um, you mentioned there would be some people in different towns, but will you have actual like either historians or people speaking about the towns you go through? We have folks who are on the historical societies in the different towns. Mm. So Todd House and Tabor will be doing tours of that. And those are the folks that have a deep knowledge of the history there. Same with uh, in Lewis, the Hitchcock House there. Unfortunately, the Hitchcock House is going through some renovation because of safety issues that Mm. were brought to their attention. But we are able to go to the grounds and learn the history and walk around the house. And so we're encouraging people to be there for that. And then the funds that we have through the registration cost, we're still going to give some to them, which can go toward the sustainment and making sure the house is operational. And so it has that aspect to it as well. We have uh, folks from Red Oak who are going to be talking about the history specifically there, meeting with folks. And so, yeah, we do have folks along the way. We also have also one of our planning committee members in their daytime is part of the historical society in oh, Iowa yeah. and is going to be there as just a committee member, but just has a lot of rich history and understanding and awareness of Iowa and the Underground Railroad. Both of the houses that you're going to visit, I know one of them is under construction, but most of the year, are those considered museums or I'm assuming people don't actually live there? No, they're considered historical sites, Mm -hmm. and so they just do tours all year long, uh, some by appointment only, and making sure that people are aware of it. And and folks can go, if they can't make the ride but are really interested in the history, they can visit any time, and that helps Mm -hmm. sustain the town and sustain the sites. Uh, We're just trying to incorporate it into different passions that we love. I love the whole concept of this ride. It's really Like you can learn a lot, plus you can have a lot of fun biking, plus you're probably going to meet new people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we hope it has multiple layers of just being an experiential weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned, you know, that it's primarily a camping event. Will, um, and you said that there were SAG support available. Is there also gear support? Yes, we'll be transporting Uh, tents that people bring and lawn chairs that they have will be making sure that everything gets to where it needs to go. 
Awesome. And how about, okay, let's say, you know, maybe um, somebody and their spouse, one of them's a cyclist, one of them's not. Are there volunteer opportunities that maybe you're still looking to fill? Yeah, there are several volunteer opportunities. And even if we don't have anything that's specifically alluring to anybody, they can always come as a support person and participate as well in the activities that are happening because those things are open to the general public as well. So we encourage anyone, no matter what their ability, interest to come out. We have registration tables. We have stop sites where we need to give directions, uh, lots of different opportunities to participate and help support this event. Right. And how many miles did you say it was each day? Around 60? Around 67. 67. Okay. So that's Mm -hmm. a nice bike ride. And tell us again the dates. It's September 15th to the 17th. Okay. So here in Iowa, it could be 90 degrees. It could be 50 degrees or anything in between. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll be watching the weather closely. Yeah. (laughs) And at least we'll have, uh, hopefully the leaves are starting to change. So it'll be a beautiful Mm -hmm. time to be biking in Iowa. Um, And speaking of a beautiful time, is there an, any options for like merchandise, clothing, jerseys? We do have some jerseys that can be seen on our Facebook page, I believe. We've closed the order form for right now because it wouldn't get here in time for the ride, but mm-hmm. we'll be pro- opening that back up for anybody who's interested in after the ride to do another order. And speaking of like social media or website, if somebody's like at this point, they're, they're excited about learning more or they want to get registered, where can we send them? The Facebook page is the Iowa Underground Railroad Ride and folks can go there and request to join. And then we also have our website, which is the Iowa Underground Railroad Ride.com. And from there, folks can register, they can sign up to volunteer and get additional information, send a web request, and we can answer any other questions that they have. Great. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share with listeners that maybe I didn't ask or cover? One of the reasons that this came about is I am a social worker in Iowa City, and we often talk about how we can bring more awareness and assisting different populations that have largely and historically been underserved. Mm. And part of what was coming up for me as I was conceptualizing this and marrying it was how do we even just start talking about our own history when there's a lot of resistance sometimes to that. Mm -hmm. And currently I am the board president for the National Association of Social Work Iowa chapter. And so we have a lot of involvement with folks who are part of that board and who are social workers. And so it's just an additional way to look at some social justice principles. And part of that is just talking about our history, because if we're not able to have these conversations and learn about these historical things and how they impact our society, we're not going to do much in the future as far as being able to create real change and Mm -hmm. create these inclusive communities. For sure. And just to be able to, A, acknowledge that the Underground Railroad even existed, and then to say that it existed in Iowa, that in itself is well worth, you know, taking the time to spend the weekend, learn more about it, maybe have fun on your bike as well. Yes, all of those things we hope people get out of it. Yeah, great. 
Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Julia, and um, look forward to hearing how this event went. And hopefully it will become a yearly event. Yeah, we would love for that. Thank you so much for your support. You bet. Thank you. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!